everyone, and welcome to American Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. One of the reasons so many of us are attracted to the British monarchy is that it is old. Uh, history is replayed each time we see a certain crown, a tiara, or jewels displayed at uh, in an event throughout the royal calendar. We we figure out, you know, that it's been worn for, you know, hundreds of years, or that it used to be a necklace, and now it's a tiara, or that this certain diamond came from, like, you know, it's probably a blood diamond. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, pretty uh, much all of them. Spoiler yeah, alert. exactly. <laughs> Uh, details. However, old in British royal history also means things like murder, witchcraft, and ghosts. And as we are all about themes today, uh, Jenna and I will take you through a couple of the ghost stories uh, as we celebrate Halloween and the spooky side of our glamorous monarchy. We promise you'll be probably be able to sleep tonight. I'm banking on it because I need to sleep at night, so I don't want to scare my- myself. Agreed. Well, how are you today, Caitlin? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm pretty good. I am reflecting upon last week. We didn't publish a an episode. We published one today, which is Monday. We're recording. We're, we apologize for the lapse. It's just a thing that, you know, happens. But hopefully... But I think this week people will just get two episodes, which I I think that's okay party bonus right exactly you know sometimes you you get when it rains it pours that's very accurate (laughs) and i'm going to personally blame my inability to i mean really i think it was i um i didn't write the description of the episode as i usually do and that is because i was too excited about what we did last thursday which was take some time out of our day and go to an amazing event. We we you guys we were doing charity work. Yeah, we were, we're just so like the selfless. Do. Yes, we're selfless, really. And the charity work was um, something called Puppy Cuddle Time. It was um, the on my walk into my office every day. I walk by the like the main street or yeah, like pedestrian street in downtown Minneapolis, Nicollet Mall, and. There is a like tourist visitor center and they're like making it. It's really nice. I'd never been in it before, but they're obviously gearing up for the Super Bowl and everything mm-hmm. like that. So they've revamped it. And there was a like ad outside a sandwich board that said that they were going to have puppies from an animal shelter. And for five dollars, you would get five minutes of cuddle time. And so that's I texted you about it and we made it happen. And it was amazing. It was the best five minutes I've spent in a long time. It was. And thankfully, you and your husband got there early because I showed up exactly at its start time and there was like a line outside the door. Yeah. And I, well, because I I was planning on showing up at the start time, but I overestimated how long it would take me to walk over there. And so I just got there and there was maybe six or seven people in front of me. And then right before 1130 just the crowds came in so luckily i was able to hold our places so we we also so we got fresh puppies pretty much which was great they they were were so cute they were so cute oh and they just like yeah they just wanted to like jump in your face but in the cute way like they want to cuddle you and they just want to like lick your face and 
one just oh crawled in my lap and stayed there the entire time. Yeah. It just sat, it just was like, hi, I'm, I'm going to live here now. And I was okay with it. Yeah. I think there was, was there six puppies, I think? Like five or six. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They were so cute. Yeah. And I they just... were all up for adoption. But I told myself I can't really start getting, thinking about actually getting a dog until I managed to organize my, my, uh, my home office, which <laughs> l- looks like a bomb exploded in it. There's so much stuff around. So we'll see. But it was great. It was a fantastic break in the day. And I really hope that they do it again. Yeah. I mean, there are so many people that they, so they were told we would get five minutes, but because there were so many people, they had to go down to three minutes. So I think they need to do it again. And they just need to bring like four times as many puppies. I agree. And that would be amazing. I want it to be a weekly or daily occurrence, personally. Yeah. I mean, the money goes to an animal shelter. Do you know how much? I would I would go once a week. Oh, right. And I know. just pet a dog. It would be the best. I know. On my way back to work, I was just like, life is amazing. Like, there are, there are just puppies who just, like, want to love you. And I was just like, this is amazing. <sighs> it, was, it was like a symbiotic relationship, too, because you yes. can tell they obviously love people. And we love them. And mm-hmm. we're socializing them and paying money so that they can eat and stuff mm-hmm. and get fat. One of them was like twice as big and fat as the others. And it was really funny because they were all litter mates. They were like little shepherd. Yeah, they had things. like pointy ears. Oh, they were so cute. And they had like the broken ears where like one sticks up and the other flops over. Oh, God, yeah. I can't even stand it. Yeah. It's so anyway, so that's the reason why I didn't do what I was supposed to do for this podcast. I apologize. That's but, okay, because you know, the- then it was my birthday this weekend, so I was just like, oh, I don't know, I'm busy. <laughs> I bet they knew it was your birthday, and that's why they made the Puppy Cuddle Time event. Probably. They were like, yeah, we have to, you know, it's a very important, important day. Mm-hmm. They know what I like, so good find, Jenna. I will, and I will keep my eye out, and if it, if it comes up again, maybe I'll do, maybe I'll do a free commercial for them. Or no, maybe I won't. I wouldn't because I don't want to fight with other people. Because some people who got their or, like who were in the first group, they paid for like ten minutes, and I was like, I didn't know that was an option. You know, if that was an option, I would get because I I I don't know. I had a twenty dollar bill, and it was you, me, and my husband, and so I just gave them the twenty and was like, don't worry about the change, like, you know, donate it. But now I'm kind of like, dang it, I wanted ten. If I could have gotten ten minutes for my money, so long. Oh, wow. That would be fluffiness. It'd be the best. So really right. good way to raise money. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this uh, love letter to puppies. Yep. Again, <laughs> that's what this podcast tends to devolve into. But other than that, I mean, we have a lot of royal news to discuss as well. We do. It's time for part two of the podcast, the love letter to royals. The thing that you are actually <laughs> here to hear about. Well, I always wonder, like, if people, for example, like people always talk about, like, on the really... Uh, on my favorite murder of the podcast, how they don't listen they to the like, skippers. Yeah, they they always have they always talk about their skippers, and I wonder if we have skippers. And they're like, we don't want to know anything about you. Just keep going. But they actually time theirs really well on my favorite murder, since you know they're a little bit more professional. Uh, I imagine it's a little bit more difficult since we're just like, oh, we're done talking, and we yeah, don't want we to don't say have an ads. intern or something <laughs> to to edit this for us. This is just us going going to town and trying to figure out i don't know we get i get distracted too so you have to bring me in sometimes 
that's okay. We uh, we've said that we want our podcast to be like a chat between friends. So there you go. <laughs> so that's what it is. Um, but we can get started on the again the the news that everyone's here for. Last week I don't think we talked about the queen at all, but she's here. She's back from her vacation and she did a couple of events since we recorded last. Um, October nineteenth, she was in Hyde Park in London and she was there to review the King's Troop Royal Horse Artillery. And that is a, I don't know, subdivision of the military. And it's still called the King's Troop, uh, even though obviously England doesn't have a king. She and The queen announced when she ascended the throne that, that she would keep the name. And this was the 70th anniversary of that, the King's Troop. I'm just going to call it that for short. And so it was, the, I think, the queen's favorite kind of event. One, she was outside. Two, uh, she got to meet horses. And so that's all she wanted. And she was wearing a nice pink tweed, uh, like a kind of like a fuchsia color. I thought she looked great in that. And my favorite part of the whole thing is that she was, um, after the like presentation ceremony or whatever, she was, quote, reintroduced to a racehorse of hers named Knock Castle, which... Um, I guess it's not a racehorse anymore. It was, it's being trained to join the King's Troop Royal Horse Artillery. So she was like, oh, hello, old friend. But I just like that the um, royal family, just like the PR people described it as being reintroduced to a horse. Right. <laughs> well, they, yeah, I imagine that when she meets them, it's not just like, oh, you're a horse. It's like, hello, majestic creature of the wild. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining, like, the horse <laughs> raising a hoof and, like, shaking her hand, being like, yes, nice to see you again. Or it bows. I don't, do you think I don't know if sometimes? you remember me. I'm not Castle. <laughs> and I think it's crazy that, like, you know, I see that it says, like, it's the 70th anniversary where I'd be like, oh, yeah, she, you know, she wasn't there when that started. But, like, yeah, just next month, she and uh, Prince Philip will celebrate their 70th wedding anniversary. That's so long. What gift yeah. is that? I wonder. <sighs> I'm going to look it up. Okay. Because I always forget what those are. I know, like, first anniversary is paper because my first anniversary is coming up. Oh, I just typed in 700th wedding anniversary. (laughs) Is that for people in the Bible or, like, probably from the Lord of (laughs) Rings? Let's see. 70th is platinum in the UK. So, Philip, you better be shopping. And uh, apparently, there's. it's also in the news. I wrote 70th wedding anniversary. That was the top story was about the Queen and Prince Philip, and they will mark their anniversary in private. I would hope so. That's a long time. Marriage is long. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. God, 70 years. That's insane. Then moving on, this was today. Today's the 23rd, right? Yeah. Yeah. Today, she, the Queen, did her second appearance we'll talk about, which was to visit the HMS Sutherland, which is a ship obviously. And she was marking the 20th anniversary of the ship's commissioning. So pretty much it was like, hey, remember when I hit you with a bottle of champagne? I'm assuming that's what happened. She showed up wearing a teal coat and a teal hat. That is, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about these hats because I think the um, one she wore to the other event was kind of similar. They look, they look kind of like something the Mad Hatter wears in Alice in Wonderland. It's weird. Yeah. But. She definitely has a style because they're like, yeah, they're like those uneven, like topped tops. Yeah. Not my, not, not what I would wear, but I mm-hmm. understand why she does it. But, um, so yeah, that was what she was doing today. 
And then the final thing I'll just mention, which is Charles and Camilla, we might have more to discuss on them next week because they will be going on a tour to Singapore. So we will be talking about that at least high level next week. That sounds really warm. I'm jealous. Yeah, Singapore is hot. It's hot and humid. (laughs) I was just watching a House Hunters International where they were in Singapore. And they were talking about, like, and it was an American family. So, of course, they were completely irrational about what they wanted. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, they were like, I just really want, oh, God, what was the person talking about? They wanted, like, a, I don't know, something dumb, like an American-sized fridge or, like, (laughs) something that's, like, what, you can't, you're not going to get that. Because, of course, they, I mean, they had a, they were getting a stipend from, like, the dad's work. But it wasn't (laughs) a huge stipend. But, like, Singapore is super expensive. And so... It was just kind of crazy. And the guy's like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to commute to work. I want to be able to walk. And it's like, well, you don't have that kind of money now, do you? Priorities, man. You know? Yeah. We we all have to do it. But yeah, it was interesting to see. And a lot of, I mean, pretty much everything was designed around the fact that it is hot as hell there. Like constantly. That sounds like an interesting episode because sometimes I get really bored with them. Because I'm just like, oh, it's the same thing. They just want the American-sized closet. They want, like, they want hardwood floors. They want, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, that doesn't exist everywhere. And yeah, you I know. To adapt so that you can live in these cool places. The American-sized fridge really is what gets me. Because the reason we have American-sized fridges is because, for the most part, we don't live within walking distance of our grocery stores. And so, like... You have to go grocery shopping like once a week or something and then bring home all of your food for a week. Whereas most places, that's not what ha- I mean, you'll have like, you know, you'll want to keep like your eggs cold or like your butter or something like your perishable stuff. But for the most part, you just kind of get what you need on a day to day basis. It's weird. Yeah. I don't mind it. But then again, I also don't have any like kids or I don't have a family or like a, you know, a big family or something that I have to keep fed but right (laughs) i do really love the um england episodes because i like to um i don't know live vicariously through people yeah do you have like a favorite neighborhood like in in england yeah like or or in london yeah because it's usually in london at least is what i've seen well it's i mean are we talking about what what is my am i going into like something i could actually afford or are we in dreamland oh whatever i'm like yeah dreamland yeah kensington probably you know if i'm in dreamland (laughs) i'm gonna be next door neighbors to will and kate and i'm going to be a creep and just like get my dog get a dog and then walk it repeatedly be like oh my gosh oh my gosh no don't run after that small black cocker spaniel oh my gosh oh who are you oh i'm your new best friend you must be Kate Middleton. <laughs> Which reminds me, I am really upset. I, this is just a quick aside. I'm really upset I don't know where Lupo is. Yeah, where is Lupo? I don't know. And I every week I type him in to the Googles and nothing. So I hope he's okay. I hope he's getting some good exercise out in the Kensington um, Palace Gardens. I know that they put up the like all those trees in their backyard in the gated area. So no one can see. So I imagine that's where Lupo's running around. But or maybe Lupo. What if Lupo has he's either a a lazy dog. And so he's just enjoying himself laying in bed with Kate all day. Or I bet he has like his own dog treadmill. Oh, 
that'd be so cute. Or like his own pool. You know when you see those amazing videos of dogs at doggy daycare where they all yeah. run into the pool? What if he has his own like pool? He probably does. Yeah, probably. That dog will, lives a way better life than I do. Anyway. Okay. Oh, but I hope he's okay. And I would like to see him more. Yes, me too. So hopefully he'll be out and about soon enough. But I guess winter's coming, so maybe not. But who knows? What if he has a coat? Oh my gosh, he would look so cute in some tartan. Yeah. I should, this makes me feel like I should just buy one and send it to them. I know that they could probably afford Maybe, it Are themselves. you leaving Lupo inside because he's too cold? If so, here's a tartan jacket. <laughs> yeah. Just or, to help or you guys maybe, out. You know how dogs hate going outside when it's like raining because they don't like wet grass for whatever reason. I mean, I get it. Like, it probably isn't that pleasant. There's this um, product I saw. There's some Instagram called Ugly Design. And it just has a bunch of really weird products on it. And one of them is, like, an upside-down umbrella that's also a dog leash. So, like, it's picture an umbrella that's upside-down. So when you hold the handle, it, like, curls out the other way. And then it's got, like, a little chain on it where the tip of the umbrella would be. And that hooks onto your dog's collar. And so that when you're walking your dog, you're like holding an umbrella for your dog. Mm-hmm. That's great. They should get one of those for Lupo. Because <laughs> that might be why he's not outside. Because maybe he doesn't like the rain. And it's rainy in England. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're back talking about dogs yes. again. This Anyways. Is, um, this is untenable. If, if we see Lupo, we'll obviously have a segment, segment of Lupo Watch. But until yeah. then, we will continue with our news. Now starting with uh, Prince William and Prince Harry, who were out last Friday, and they were meeting with a group of teens. Uh, these teens were are not just any teens. They are teen heroes, part of a BBC One uh, radio, not contest, but award winners. And they were meeting with them because that they've all done something that has kind of been revolutionary or just really brave, or they've overcome some sort of personal difficulties and used that difficulty to make a difference. Uh, so they were meeting with all of them and thanking them for, you know, obviously being awesome. For example, one of the boys, he started a YouTube channel to talk about fun ways to make lunch, healthy lunches, that is. And he, mm. um, as a result, he ended up losing a ton of weight himself. Uh, so, and it's been a good way for people to use it in schools to show like, oh, you can, you know, you can make your own lunch and you can eat healthy and still have something good to eat, despite the fact that there's so much delicious candy in the world. Yeah, that's cool. These kids, these kids and their videos. Right. I know these, these, these vloggers, the kids these days. (laughs) Youths. Uh, and along with, uh, Will and Harry was also Rita Ora. Yay, Rita. <laughs> so I put this in there because one of my other favorite podcasts is Who Weekly. And so I always sing the What's Rita Up To song in my head when I see her. <laughs> and she's there just on the um, on the cusp of her new single being released, which is Anywhere. I think that's what it's called. And it's a good song, I think. Oh. I mean, it's good in the sense that it's like, like fun to listen to. It's not, it's not bad. So good for Rita. I'm rooting for you. You can do it. You can break it, break onto the scene. <laughs> I know. She always seems like she's just like right about to just break out and then it just doesn't happen. So. Yeah. In the past, though, it's because she doesn't have any. I mean, right? <laughs> she hasn't released an album yet. She's had an EP. Are you That's serious? It. She's yeah, never actually she's had never an done album? That. Yeah. Because she was on whatever Jay-Z's label is. 
Oh, and then wow. um, there was some yeah. dispute. And so she recorded an EP. So she had a couple of songs out. But then the, her next album was just held up. And so that kind of happens where you get into effectively like recording purgatory and you can't yeah. release any new music. And then she managed to get out of that album contract. And then she recorded a song that Ed Sheeran was like, no, thanks. And... But, like, that she did well with this summer. So now her new album is supposed to come out in 2018. Oh, okay. And she's gotcha. met Prince William and Prince Harry. So she's living a better life than me. Right. So good for her. So, yeah. So uh, out of these, so these uh, these cool kids, these teen heroes, um, they will, uh, four of them will be ultimately, they will receive an award. Uh, I think... It was probably, I think it was yesterday that they received their award. So it was just the reception before the official event. So congrats, youths. Yeah, cool kids. Making a difference. Yeah. Um, speaking of another cool kid, we are going to talk more about the definitive news that Baby Cambridge 3 is coming in April. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's so exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't something we didn't already know, but. We guesstimated that. I mean, it yeah. lines up with. The timeline we've talked about in the past of like when uh, the acute morning sickness usually takes hold and doesn't yes. let go. <laughs> oh. And yeah, so based on that and the timeline of what had gone on with Charlotte when Kate was pregnant, um, we get everyone kind of guessed it would be April. And that's the case. So another spring baby. So yeah, so that, since we've reached kind of that first... Uh, you know, trimester, or Kate, it appears she's now completed her first trimester, which is why they were announcing that baby's due in April. Um, she made another surprise appearance on October 18th for to join Will and Harry for the court, Coach Corps graduation ceremony. And this foundation that they started was uh, something that they started, I think, in 2012. So it was shortly after um, Kate and Will got married. But essentially it allows they take uh young adults usually i think they're about 16 to 24 years old and uh, just give them the opportunity it's usually ones that aren't going to be going to school or um or have really found a trade and teach them how to coach essentially and that means that they can go into the communities and yeah teach other children uh how to do that so yeah so it's just another it's kind of a work program i guess because it kind of yeah it teaches them leadership skills and gets them keeps people active so that they can be positive role models in their community and uh at the event kate and will so it took place at the olympic stadium which is now um the west ham um football club uh stadium and so they received uh uniforms for george and charlotte i was surprised they didn't get a onesie for baby three but maybe they just didn't have one ready yet uh, but people were joking because Will is apparently an Aston Villa fan, so he probably won't be letting his children wear these. Yeah, I don't. They're very cute. Yeah, I will say the um, last time I was in England, my husband is a Tottenham Hotspur fan, and so they their current stadium is what. So they play at White Hart Lane, and they have, but White Hart Lane, they're kind of doing what they did with the Metrodome here, like they are building a new stadium but they um they're building it on the same exact site as the old stadium so like for this season they're playing at uh Wembley 
and then they'll be back next year. But we went on the tour of White Hart Lane um, before it closed. Uh, and the cutest, the best part of it for me was there were a bunch of little kids wearing full, like, kits, full soccer uniforms. Aww. And they looked like, oh, they were so cute. Because they were, obviously, this was, like, the best day of their lives so far. Because um, they were sitting where their heroes were. And they you, like, got to go down to the pitch and sit in, like, the manager's chair. And all these kids were, like, beaming. So there's nothing cuter than a kid wearing an outfit that is not normally for a kid. So, like, add that to, besides, like, soccer uniforms or other sports uniforms, like, tuxedos, etc. They just look so cute. But, yeah, I bet George and Charlotte would look cute in their kits. But, I, yeah, I agree they're not probably going to get dressed up in West Ham gear. Probably not. But, oh, well, at least we got to see them. The jerseys that are not going yes. to be worn. <laughs> On to what Kate wore is uh, she wore a familiar outfit. It was it was technically a new new outfit uh, as it was a blue blazer uh, from Philosophy di Lorenzo Serafini. Uh, she also has it in red and um, she had some some sort of suede Chelsea boots on. Um, they haven't been identified yet, but some people think they might be the Russell and Bromley boots from their line since she obviously has worn that brand before and then some unidentified pants it was i i didn't like the outfit (laughs) i didn't either i don't like that color blue that much on her at least it looked kind of it kind of washed her out maybe she i mean it might be i don't know maybe she just didn't have the bright bronzer on today but or that day and i mean it might even been that like she i feel like it just was so rushed and I get that she's, you know, making surprise appearances, so she doesn't probably have, you know, uh, things chosen for all these events. But I think, I mean, she has such a large repertoire that, and obviously like unlimited money, <laughs> that yeah. I would think she would have had something else. But I don't know. Obviously, I don't have access to her closet, and it's it's not the easiest thing to always um, dress up for since it looked like. For, exa- for example, like Will and Harry weren't wearing, you know, sports outfits or anything or athletic wear. So it seemed like they were supposed to be a little bit more dressed up. But yeah, it it, it, it didn't, it was not well put together. I think Kate really struggles with those in-between like kind of outfits. Like she mm-hmm. always looks really good when she's casual, when it's uh, like, again, yeah, like an athletic thing. Um, she always looks really good um, in like her like kind of like her what I would call her work clothes. So like her suiting and other kind of stuff. And then she always looks really good in very fancy dresses. But like cocktail stuff, she can never quite get right. Cocktail's hard. And then I think like this is also hard. It's kind of like Kate's business casual. And she just, I don't think she under, it's, well, it's hard for everyone to figure out what that is. Because if you say business casual, most people are still going to be like, okay, so... You know, what exactly wear does that entail? <laughs> yeah, wear a suit or what? Because I've, I've heard of stories where somebody's like, it'll say business casual on a thing. And then somebody will show up like wearing, you know, just dress pants in a like a cardigan. And somebody will be like, why aren't you wearing a suit? And it was like, because it said business casual. And they're like, yeah, business. And it's like, what? Well, then what? what's the cal- casual part of that sentence? Yeah, like what's business professional then? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, tuxedo and tails or something. I don't know. But I agree. I think it was it was a fine outfit, but not my favorite. I think the colors clashed a little bit. Uh, I like that blazer. Like I love like those kind of military looking like 
navel blazers. Um, oh, but, I agree. But yeah, I think it just with the jeans and the... I, honestly, I think it was also the boots. I don't think the boots went very well with it either. Um, no. But that's okay because uh, I would rather see Kate than not see her. And uh, I'm actually really liking these surprise visits that she's just been making. It's kind of fun to be like, oh, she's here. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's an extra treat in the day. Right. Because, yeah, you're not expecting to see her there. And then you're like, ooh, what's she wearing? Exactly. So I'm all for her continuing not to have a set calendar at this time. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm still loving this surprise. So I hope that she pops out of a cake or something soon. <laughs> really, like, brings up the surprise to another level. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't put it past her. Not maybe out of a cake. <laughs> yeah. But, like, she's dancing in public with bears. So I don't know what's next. I'm thinking more she just kind of peeks around a corner. And it's like, <laughs> hi, everyone. Yep. And then, you know, everyone freaks out. But uh, I dare to dream. Well, what else? I mean, how else would we occupy our time if we weren't dreaming of possible ways that Kate could show up and <laughs> improve our days? Do you want to talk about the next little piece? Oh, yeah. Before I move on to Harry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the last thing is we had talked about in our last episode that uh, it was expected that they would do some sort of Scandinavian tour in November. And we felt pretty confident that it would it would happen. But it was funny. I think it was almost the next day after we recorded, they... Um, Kensington Palace announced that um, they would not be going on a Scandinavian tour in 2018 or in 2017, but they would do it in early 2018. Yeah, Um, they announced it, I think, the next morning. Yeah. Like, I I remember waking up and being like, well, that's out of date now. So, right. I was like, God, we suck. (laughs) Well, we didn't know. I mean, we're we're dealing with the confines of time. I mean, all the indications were that if she could do New York in December, she could do something that was a little bit closer to home. That didn't have, you know, that big of a time difference in the same in about the same period that she did right. New York when she was pregnant with Charlotte. Uh, but that is not the case. Uh, Kensington Palace said that it's just not she's not going to be doing travel the in 2017 or the until the end of 2017. Uh, instead, William will go to Finland in nor- November, and then Kate and Will will go to Norway and Sweden in early 2018. So, still excited to see this tour. As I love Norway and Sweden, obviously have royal families, so they'll get to uh, see them and probably hang out with them. And I love a good gaggle of royals. State visit, tiaras, bring them on. Exactly. Give me those gowns. I would love that. So we will see. Yay. So then Harry has been, um, besides meeting Rita Ora today, he had a a busy day. Um, He was up in Lancashire. And he had four different, he made four different stops around the county. The first thing he did was go to Veterans UK. It was the 25th anniversary of its helpline. This is um, part of the Ministry of Defense. And I think it's just like a phone line. What, from what I can glean, it's a phone line that if you're a veteran or an active duty service member, you can call it and they'll help you with like various things that you might need. So it's kind of like a support line for people who are in the military. He was a part of a plaque unveiling, and it was my favorite kind of a royal event in that it had one of those mini curtains that look, picture a curtain (gasps) from a theater, like where, you know, there's a stage. And so it makes sense for there to be a curtain that opens down the middle 
and stuff. And but it looks like that. It shrink it down and then put it on like a Bolton board. They hung like a plaque on a Bolton board and they put one of those curtains in front of it. And then Harry <laughs> just like pulls the cord and it's amazing. And I don't know why you do that. Why you have to build like a mini curtain contraption. I get it. Like you might want to like pull a ceremonial cord, but like there are easier ways <laughs> to do yeah. it. It's so funny. Thinking about that, I was like, was that like one of the things that was on the website of Royal Warrants? <laughs> oh, it might like, be. <gasps> mini plaque. We'll maybe like, have to revealer. follow up on that. Yeah. 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 I'm going to make a note because if there is, we can finally give them a shout out. Yeah. Because maybe... I'm sure nobody knows. <laughs> they deserve. I feel like they lack recognition. Definitely. Because I don't know who they are. <laughs> and I also want to know like what their secrets are and like whether or not there's just one thing that travels with the royals. Like, oh, there's a plaque unveiling. Just ship it up to Lancashire. Like or out to Lancashire, like, we'll use the same thing that we always use for the plaque unveilings. <laughs> There's just or do they one. special commission them for each one, and then, like, the center gets to keep it? I don't know. Oh, so, so after he did that, he went out to a, a village called St. Michael's on Wire. And this was a village that was affected by the flooding of winter 2015 to 20, like, 2015-2016. There were historic floods in the southwest of England. I think that's yeah. And I don't know, as part of this, like a lot of stuff obviously was destroyed. Harry was there a year ago or so and kind of looking at the flood damage that had happened and then he was um well like wait, never mind. I don't know. It's 2015-2016. So that was last winter. So not yeah. No, wait, because 2016, 2017. So two winters ago. Two winters ago? Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, he's he was there. Maybe I'm messing this up. I might be confusing this with different flooding that happened in 2013, 2014. There's just a lot of flooding. That's what happens when there's an island, I guess. I know. They just had some crazy weather over there, didn't they? Like, the sky was, like, a crazy color. and Yeah, it's... It's nuts. But anyway, this place, it did have floods. I know that. He was there to kind of see how they've rebuilt over the last year or two. And he reopened the village hall. That was like his event. He also was there to chat up old ladies. Uh, There are tons of pictures on the internet of him, you know, sweet talking some, uh, some people. And I, again... Just love looking at those things. No, I, um, I just looked it up. I can confirm you are correct that it was the winter of 2015 to into 2016. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I don't think I typoed it. Anyway, he was there. Then from there, he went on to a, a place called Brockholes Nature Reserve. And he was there. They have a, oh gosh, I didn't write this down, but they have like a kind of a youth outreach program there to get the young people into the outdoors. He hung out with more of those pesky youths and learned about their slang, talked to them about Rita Ora probably. <laughs> and then he ended up his, uh, his visit by going to the Sir Tom Finney sports development center. And that's again, kind of like a rec center type place. And he hung out with various people there, including um, a wheelchair basketball team. And so kind of rounded out his day. And that's a, that's a busy schedule as he would say. I know I was looking at the like the post that they did on Instagram and I was like swiping through all the pictures. I was like, "What? Where wasn't he today?" 
I know. Because I was like, he was outside. He was wearing boots one time. He was like in a suit. <laughs> I don't know. How much, I wonder like how they travel. Because yeah, he had to do several outfit changes, it yeah. seems. So like, how do they travel <laughs> for the for this kind of thing? Because obviously they're just going to take a car. Um so is it like an SUV? I would I would want like one of those sweet uh, like RVs that mm-hmm. have like a bed in them and are like a party bus. He should have a party bus. Yes. That'd be awesome. Because I'm like, where does he change? Like that's a, <laughs> well, that's a thing. Like, right. you know, trying to go from place to place when you have to do a wardrobe change is challenging. Right. <laughs> like the other day or last, I don't know couple I don't know if it was last week or the other week I had there was like a breakfast event and my work has dress for your day so I usually I mean unless I have a meeting I usually wear you know nice jeans and like a a top that could you know is a work shirt and things like that but since I had this meeting to go to I like needed to dress up and so I <laughs> put on I like wore a dress and then I just went home before I had to go back to the office because it was like equidistant. And I was like, I'm just going to change because I didn't want to have to go to the office and like deal with like switching shoes and like all this stuff. It was just going to be a lot. So I just came home. And so I'm wondering where does Harry, does Harry have like a pop up, a pup tent or something? Yeah. <laughs> Do they pitch for him? Does somebody hold a, t- a blanket up to the windows of the car so he can change trousers? I don't know. Maybe he has one of like those like beach like little like yeah. circus tents that they had like in like the 1930s. The one, the one, pretty much what uh, Queen Victoria invented so she could go um, sea bathing. Yeah, like, they made that contraption <laughs> that like wheeled out into the ocean so she could like be naked. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You never heard that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Queen Victoria, because like, obviously I learned about it when I went to Bath because they were talking about like bathing costumes, you know, that wasn't like bathing suits didn't really exist. And ideas of what modesty were, were very different. And so uh, like sea bathing as like a, I don't know, health treatment, you know, was always recommended back then. And so everyone was like, well, you can't, you know, you don't want to go like, out in your giant poofy dress that could easily like drown you. (laughs) And so, you know, a lot of people just went skinny dipping and the queen was like, no, I can't do that because obviously Victorians equal prudes. And so she built like a wheeled contraption that she could like be wheeled out there and it would just be like a house that would be wheeled out on top of the ocean and she could just chill out there. Oh my God, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. This is great. It's hilarious. I would like this for my own life. Right, so you don't have to socialize with people at the beach. You can like yeah. create your own little private private sphere. Yeah, it's like literally a portable cabana. Yeah, it's amazing. A, a sea cabana. Awesome. So I don't know. Anyway, let's. We'll, I'll stop <laughs> speculating about how where Harry has to change clothes. Um, we can talk about his girlfriend. Yes, we can. So yeah, so we are moving on to Harry and Meghan, and uh, some we've got some. I think. I don't know. Rumor? Speculation? I'd say it would be a rumor. Yeah. I mean, there's not proof. There's certainly not proof. There's a, there's a good source behind it. Um, Richard Kay from the Daily Mail, who was very close to Diana. I mean, as far as, you know, tipping off uh, people about what was going on in her life. Uh, she was so, one of the people he'd, she'd call when she yeah. was going and wanted to be photographed. Right. So Written about. Yes. Yeah, so he certainly has connections. Uh, but uh, he is 
said that uh, Harry and Meghan met with the Queen this weekend. They had tea and with had her. tea. Yeah, that she, they were um, discreetly whisked into the gates of Buckingham Palace mm-hmm. in a black SUV with tinted windows. So maybe that answers my question about where how Harry changes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got a black SUV with tinted windows. And so apparently they went in there and met met his granny. Yeah. So once again, just another uh, story to add to the, when is this wedding happening? Uh, obviously, we don't know. It was it, The sources say that Prince Philip was not at the tea. Uh, but they talked. It was very short. And uh, afterwards, uh, Prince Harry was off to, he, that was the night he went to the uh, AIDS benefit for Attitude Magazine, where his mom received her uh, her achievement award posthumously. And uh, then the Queen was off to do an event. So uh, from there, it seems like Meghan then was back to Toronto because she was uh, photographed almost the next day going back to work who knows mm. if this actually happened i would like to believe it happened uh they think that they might just be planning for to make the announcement uh i don't know i hope yeah i hope it's true yeah i just feel like it might be just end of year uh that it's coming before the end of the year that's the announcement yeah yeah i agree i think that now that we also know for a fact that uh baby cambridge is due in april um and like they've said you know they'll be travel they have travel scheduled for the cambridges have travel scheduled for early 2018 i think it's gonna be you know about it might be late it kind of depends where in april the baby's supposed to be born but it could be late may early june that's my thought but that might mess with trooping the color i don't know but we'll see I'm trying to think of like when it would make sense for them to get married. But they said that apparently there's been rumors that members of the royal family, even like more of the out, like like people who are involved in the family but aren't like as famous, have been asked to check their schedules for June and July. Hmm. But who knows if that's actually true? I guess we'll see. I mean, that's it's really just a waiting game. Uh, yeah. At so. this point, I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah, for sure. Um, So we're excited, obviously, and uh, we hope this did happen and that they did have a nice little cuppa together. Some nice, delicate tea sandwiches or something. (laughs) No crusts. (laughs) Get that crust out of here. Right. So what is this next bullet point wager on the engagement announcement? So... Oh, that was me if we wanted to make a wager on when we think it'll happen and... Then we, whoever wins, gets something from the gets, other person. Gets, I don't know. Get some kind of stakes. All right. So would yeah. it be like Price is Right rules closest to the date without going over? Or is it just like closest to the date? I think I like Price is Right rules. How do you feel about that? I feel I, good. But like it's kind of hard if if one of us picks, um, you know, one day and then the person just picks the next day. Okay, that wouldn't so, be as fun. Cause okay. We won't do that then. Yeah. Um, uh, Maybe we'll think about it and we'll come yeah. up with the terms of it and we can announce it next on next week's episode. Yeah, unless they get engaged, but that's okay. We're fine with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to <laughs> forego this. But if they get engaged, um, you know, in the next week, then we have to buy each other a candy bar or something. I don't know. Perfect. Um, just or we'll just yeah. we'll just go out to eat. We'll just go out to dinner to celebrate. <laughs> Who cares? Exactly. We'll be celebrating anyways. So yeah, we both will be winners. 
I thought you were. I thought it was going to be something about like the betting shops, because you know oh. England and their betting shops. They love to bet on literally everything. Yeah, and I. So think I was wondering if their to... odds are skyrocketing after this rumor came out. Yeah, and I know that I think they've started to like close down bets because it's just so inevitable. But and Yay. I didn't say inevitable correctly just a moment before, but now I just did. So I Good. feel better. Correction. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to skip the next, the link that I put on our notes. Okay, I did I, read, I did read the, about that. but Yeah, it's, it, it's really long, and we can certainly, if anything pans out on that, we can certainly talk about it at another time. Uh, but there appears to be that there may be, a, there's going to be a Meghan Markle Prince Harry documentary out October 28th on uh, Channel 4. That's so soon. And, yeah. This is, this is British Channel 4? Yes. So we won't get it here? No, but I'm hoping just like the Diana documentaries from this summer that uh, good old YouTube will, will, will bear fruit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, a documentary, though? Like, it's, yeah. it's not like a Lifetime movie or a place, a thing where they get those... Um, God, South Korean animations or whatever. Yeah, not as far as I could tell. It appears to be a documentary. They don't particularly say who is getting interviewed because it's not like Megan or Harry would obviously do no. this. Well, maybe um, maybe that's their game plan. They're gonna announce it. <laughs> they're gonna announce everything on this dumb <laughs> Channel Four documentary. But I'm really excited to watch it. Oh my gosh, because it looks really. It just sounds super cheesy. It's called When Harry Met Megan. Like, oh my god. Like they're like, oh my gosh, we can make a pun on when Harry met Sally, right? Like that that the second I saw the name, I was just like, oh, you're just BS. But I can't wait to watch you. I'll have so, what she's having. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna watch it and say that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so if uh, oh, yeah, so if it, we think it's uh, you know, I don't know. We'll have to see. it. I had never heard about it until I just looked uh, when I was looking for news today. And so who knows? Maybe it will. Uh, be worthy of further discussion especially if they do some sort of reenactments i they i hope so i hope to god they do i love a good reenactment and by a good reenactment i mean a terrible reenactment i hope they really talk uh, at length about the uh, importance of the beverage rosé yeah. in their in their <laughs> meeting and their fault in their love story yeah so i just think it's a real symbol that ties them together. So, yeah. So that once again, that's Saturday, October 28th at 9 p.m. in the UK on Channel 4. Uh, so if we end up finding a way to watch it uh, here in the States or find a link, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know it's out there, but I don't know if we'll share. Yeah. And I will. be completely illegal. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'll, if we, if we get our hands on it, we'll try to watch and provide an update on yeah. how good <laughs> slash bad it is. So I think that's it for our news roundup on the week. So should we dive into our main main event? Yeah. Our our festive main event. Our spooky spooky stories. So in honor of Halloween, which is coming up soon, we decided to kind of take a dive into the past and um the more like I said spooky stories that are out there that have to do with the royal family. As Kate mentioned in our introduction, there's I mean, the royal family's been around for a very long time. And they've also either died or killed other people or been murdered or whatever in very gruesome fashion. And that kind of stuff lends well to ghost stories. So we both kind of decided to pick smaller themes for ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
And I landed on talking about the ghosts of the Tudor dynasty. So the ghosts that are related to the Tudors. So uh, the Tudors are the royal house that is from Henry VII through Elizabeth I. So 1485 to 1603, while back. The most famous Tudor is probably, or most famous ones being, besides Elizabeth I, is Henry VIII. And obviously he liked killing people a lot. So <laughs> um, he famously killed several wives of his because, and I read an interesting theory on that today. It's that they think that he sustained a, a brain injury or head injury during a jousting tournament. And like, because originally he had been, not the best person, but, like, he hadn't been, like, cruel and horrifying to be around. But then apparently he was jousting and he got knocked unconscious for two hours. And then he woke up and he was, like, a tyrant who was horrifying to be around. And that's when he, like, really started murdering his wives. And, you know, I don't disagree. There's, it's probably science. So I'm going to go through some of these people um, in the, and I'm going to go in the order in which they died. And it's not everybody, but these are just some um, fun ghosts that are of people from the Tudor time or royals of that time. So first up is Anne Boleyn. So she was the second wife of Henry VIII. And as everyone knows, she was beheaded after she was accused of adultery and incest with her brother, which, ew. And so she was beheaded at the Tower of London on May 19th, 1536. And if you've ever been to the Tower of London, you uh, may have received a tour from the Tower Guards, also known as Beefeaters. And I was there on Halloween one time and the Beefeaters, they have to give these same tours every single day, like multiple times a day. And so I think they have like a bet with each other to see who can make the most children cry because they always like... They tell the stories and they like purposely make these ghost stories sound horrifying. So there's a chapel in the tower grounds and that's um, where Anne Boleyn is buried. Um, it's called the Chapel Royal of St. Peter and Vincula. Vincula? I don't know who that is. But anyway, it's the small thing. And you go in there and they like tell you about how people have seen her ghost roaming uh, by the queen's house near where she was executed. And they like really play it up and talk about how it's like a headless corpse and stuff. And at least two kids on the tour I was on started crying. So I think that our beef eater was really proud of himself. There is a glass, like a sculpture, I don't know, art installation, which is a glass pillow. And it's at the tower now. And it marks the spot where Henry VIII's wives were beheaded. Usually when people were beheaded or killed at the tower, like they would go out so the public could enjoy themselves, enjoy a nice, you know, afternoon outing and watch somebody get their head cut off or whatever. But because um, Anne Boleyn and then the other wives who he had murdered were like queens, like they were, you know, accused of treason and found guilty of treason and stuff. But like, they were like, well, we're going to treat you nice. We're not going to take you out in front of like the jeering masses. We're going to just cut your head off with a sword right here in the comfort of your own home. That's an interesting Little tidbit. So yeah, so Ambulance Ghost, people supposedly see it roaming around in the Tower of London um, all the time. And sometimes she has a head and sometimes she doesn't. The other wife of Henry VIII I'm going to talk about is Catherine Howard. So she's the fifth wife. She got married to him on July 28th, 1540. So apparently she had not been pure and chaste when she got married to Henry. Oh. Um, again, I can't verify this, but this is what the, the gossip of the day said. 
And um, unfortunately for her, she didn't take her marriage vow. Again, she supposedly didn't take her marriage vows as seriously as um, Harry, Harry Henry would have liked. Uh, once she was married, she had an affair with Thomas Culpepper, who was a gentleman of the king's privy chamber. People started gossiping about it, and Thomas blabbed. And so in November 1541, Catherine was hanging out at Hampton Court Palace, which is where she lived. And they arrived with like a letter, like the pretty much like the, the police of the day arrived with a letter accusing her of adultery. And the king's guards... Um, burst in and grabbed her and she supposedly uh, broke away from them and ran screaming down the hallway of the palace to the chapel royal where Henry was um, so she could plead for her life. She was caught by the guards, dragged away. Um, she's taken to the Tower of London um, on February 10th, 1542. And when she was taken in, she had to pass under the heads of her former lovers who Ooh. were chilling up on the gates and she was executed three days later. So she's also buried at that same chapel as Anne Boleyn, which, you know, so that's, that is quite an interesting place to visit, but that's not where she haunts. She is very famous for what is in Hampton court palace called the haunted gallery. And that is the corridor where she was supposed to have run screaming um, to plead for her life. So apparently all sorts of haunts take place there. Visitors, you can visit that uh, palace and people say like it's colder there and it's eerie feeling which like if it's colder there i mean there's air conditioning these days or like you know wind blows sometimes so i don't always take that as like a source of there being ghosts in a place but oh that's my immediate thought anywhere i go when i'm like really it's cold yeah there's a ghost you think there's a ghost i'm oh my god yeah i am so paranoid (laughs) i've never seen a ghost I didn't know but, this about you. No, I've never seen a ghost, but I am so scared about it. I'm like, the second I'm, I see one, I'm done. Like, I just. You've, have you seen a ghost before? No. No, but I've never seen a you, ghost, but, but I'm so afraid of seeing one. Well, do you, have you ever thought you saw a ghost? And no. then like you figured out what it is. Like, like sometimes, you know, you'll see something, you'll scare yeah. the heck out of yourself. And then you'll be like, oh, no, that was just like a shadow. No, I don't. No, I don't think I've ever seen a ghost. I, I don't even think I've even, like, tricked myself into it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I really just never want to see a ghost. Like, I knew you were terrified of mummies. Yeah. But I didn't know this about you. Huh. Yeah. Well, well it, I, it's just about, it's just, there's dumb superstitions, and I just honestly, I go to, like, the worst conclusion. Like, oh, there's a ghost. Okay. This is terrible. I mean, I I can't say that I don't I don't do that, but I mean, usually I usually I think it's like a person who's there to murder me, you know, not, rather than a ghost that's there to murder me. So, <laughs> oh yeah, especially like in old places. Like there's a really hilarious SNL sketch from many I don't know five years ago or something, and it's when Leslie Jones first joined, and it's a parody of that show Ghost Hunters. And she plays a um, a scientist, like, who's there to debunk ghosts. And within, like, five minutes of the her entering this thing, she, like, loses all skepticism. And they're like, how would you explain that? She's like, you don't. It's ghosts. And it's, like, the absolute funniest <laughs> delivery. And, she, like, she's just, like, running around freaking out the whole time. And it's super funny. And I that's how I feel about a lot of things. I don't know. It's They're spooky. But... The, yeah. I mean, Hampton Court Palace is, um, there's a, there's a Daily Mail article where, like, somebody, there's, there's a picture of the supposed, 
um, ghost. Like a 12 year old like took a picture there and like there's what's supposed to be a ghost in it. And it's but it looks like a person. It's kind of like those Slenderman pictures. Yeah. Where people are like, oh, but I feel like it's clearly photoshopped in. Because it's not even like a blur. It's like a person. I don't know. It's weird. But the, the thing is, is it's it's not clear whether it would have been Catherine Howard, who's known to haunt Hampton Court Place, or this other person who is not a royal, but is connected to the royals. So um, she's called the Grey Lady of Hampton Court Palace. And her name was Sybil Penn. She was nurse to Henry VIII's son, Edward VI. And she later became a lady-in-waiting for Elizabeth I. Um, when Elizabeth I got smallpox uh, in 1562... She was at Hampton Court and Sybil was her nurse. And Sybil was to have said to have nursed her sovereign so devotedly that she sacrificed her own life. And so she died of the smallpox that she caught while nursing Elizabeth. And she was buried uh, at the nearby Church of St. Mary's. And all was going fine until 1829 when people were like, oh, you know, this old church, we should really renovate it. And they demolished um, part of the church and disturbed her eternal slumber. And so she came back with a vengeance, apparently, to forever spin wool. I don't know. So <laughs> inhabitants of, uh, or like people who work at Hampton Court Palace, uh, start, or inhabitants of the palace, so royal people, and then now people who work there say that they hear her ghostly spindle and that somebody opened a door once and saw, like, an old spinning wheel, like, just turning on its own accord. Oh, Yep. Don't like that. <laughs> but according to this Daily Mail article, um, there's a man named Chris Gidlow who worked for Hampton Court Palace. And he organized events there. And he contacted a psychologist and paranormal expert, Richard Wiseman, to arrange a ghost hunting tour or, like, an event where people can come, like, you know, look for ghosts or hear ghost stories or something. And so apparently he had only reached out to that Chris Gidlow guy or no, reached out to that Richard Wiseman guy. And soon afterwards, a quote, mysterious fax came through on the machine and fax machine in Chris's office. And it said in wobbly writing, you're messing with forces you don't understand. Don't disturb the red room. Sick. Which, uh, you know, I think that, um, <laughs> ghosts of the Tudor period are definitely using fax machines. Yeah. They definitely so know how to use... If you ask me, Jenna, can you fax this for me? You're like, what? I know. I don't know how They're to do They're just really behind the times, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they... they... <laughs> They're just learning how to fax. Yeah. And so I liked Chris's reaction, which was, quote, it was as odd as anything. Like, I don't... And I can't tell, <laughs> like, whether he was actually, like, oh, I think it was a ghost or just like, yeah, that was weird. But, like, whatever. But apparently, so then they never pursued that paranormal ghost hunting tour because they were told not to disturb the Red Room. So then I'll just do two quick uh, other things on some sovereigns and then I'm going to tell a fun story or fun okay. in quotation marks. So Henry VIII, um, he apparently uh, shows up around Windsor Castle looking despondent and agitated. Um, people have seen, quote, a large man pacing furiously and shouting loudly. Um, and apparently you can tell that it's Henry VIII who's haunting you at Windsor because he had, um, like a leg problem at the end of his life. So he like dragged it, like he had a limp. And so you can hear his leg thudding on the floor as he walks. And then his daughter, Elizabeth I, um, she also haunts Windsor Castle. 
She's been spotted in the Royal Library, and you can hear her the sounds of her high heels on the bare floorboards. Um, she's always dressed in a black gown with a black lace shawl draped over her shoulders. And she has been supposedly spotted by a bunch of other monarchs. So King George III says he saw a woman in a black gown who told him she was, quote, married to England. But oh, also good. he might have been having a syphilitic hallucination. Who knows? Um, King Edward VII saw her. King George VI, Elizabeth's dad, claims to have seen um, Elizabeth I eight nights in a row upon the onset of World War II. Barf. I don't know if she told him anything. but Yeah. And then also, I saw this a couple of places, but no real citation. So Queen Elizabeth, the current one, and Princess Margaret, Margaret have also both seen her, supposedly. I'm going to end up talking about Mary, Queen of Scots a little bit. So I, this is so confusing, and I always get this mixed up. You know, there's Mary the First, so yep. also Henry's daughter, who's Bloody Mary. And we, uh, when we were talking about ghost stories last week, you know, obviously Bloody Mary is a thing that, you know, when you, the urban legend, like, say it in the dark three times and she'll show up. And um, so I, I didn't really, re I could always forget that there are two different Marys. Mm -hmm. So this Mary, Queen of Scots, she's very interesting. Um, she was also Catholic and she was seen by many um, people after Mary the First of England died. She was seen by many um, as the rightful heir to the throne because according to those people, Elizabeth was illegitimate. Mm -hmm. um, so Mary, because she was obviously the product of a second marriage that you can't, since you couldn't annul slash divorce your first wife, you know, that's how it works. So um, Elizabeth really didn't like Mary Queen of Scots because of this. Um, Mary Queen of Scots got married to some dude in France. He died. Mary returns and she marries her first cousin, Henry Stewart, also known as Lord Darnley in 1565. So they are first cousins, which again, eh, no thanks. Uh, they didn't apparently get the papal dispensation that you needed for marriage between first cousins. So I don't know what that significance would be. Like, I don't know if, I would assume you would need a papal dispensation for something. And if you didn't get it, then you're, the Catholic Church still didn't really, wasn't really chill with your marriage. I don't know though. Um, Elizabeth, uh, Queen Elizabeth, really didn't like this because she um, knew that any kids that uh, Mary and uh, Lord Darnley had would have a strong claim to the throne because they were double related, like they were double stewards. Mm -hmm. um, and that is what ended up happening is their son, James the first became the succeeded Elizabeth the first after she died. Okay. So Lord Darnley apparently was like a dreamboat to Mary, but he eventually turned in to be a real piece of shit. And he got cocky and was like, I want to be the co-sovereign of Scotland. And Mary was like, no, I no, that's not going to happen. And then he decided he was going to take care of Mary's like friend and private secretary, this man named David Rizzio. So Dave, the rumor mill was saying that David Rizzio was really the father of Mary's child. So when Mary is uh, seven months pregnant, she's having a dinner party at uh, the Palace of Holyrood House, which is still, you know, a royal residence up mm -hmm. in Scotland. And it's her, her husband, uh, Darnley, uh, Rizzio, and a group of Protestant lords. And they're just in the middle of her dining room when they all just straight up murder Rizzio in front of her. And again, she's seven months pregnant. And so she's a little bit upset. 
And it has been said that the bloodstains that um, were the result of that murder reappear no matter how much cleaning occurs. And so I don't know if this is, you know, Lady Macbeth crap or whatever, out damn spot, but that would be, I don't, I wouldn't like that. No. That would, that would really ruin my evening. Yeah. It would ruin my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did. Well, and so then, um, yeah, uh, Mary had her baby. Like I said, it was future James the first, but the marriage was donezo, as I put it in my notes. So Lord Darnley was like, okay, bye. Then Mary was like, hey, no, you should come back to Edinburgh. Like you, we should, we should talk things out. We should work them out and stuff. And so he's like, okay. So he stayed at this place called the uh, Kirko Field, which was a former abbey. And Mary's like, yeah, I'll visit you. And then on the night of February 9th, 1567, Mary visited him, like right in the early evening. And then was like, oh, I have to go to this wedding of this person who worked for me. And then in the early hours of the morning, Kirko Field exploded. Like the building exploded and Darnley was found dead in the garden, but he didn't die from the explosion. He had been smothered. Ooh. So a lot of people think that um, Mary had something to do with this and it was a revenge plot. It, But really, I mean, some guy just got kind of made the scapegoat for it. But then he was acquitted of the murder because everyone hated Darnley because, I mean, he just really was full of himself and also he had like murdered her bae and so she wasn't a fan of him and then mary herself she didn't get to live uh i mean she lived she lived maybe or i guess she lived 20 years longer than that but she was beheaded because elizabeth's paranoia got the better of her and she was found guilty of plotting to assassinate elizabeth the first and claim the throne so she was uh beheaded in 1587 and i was like i've never heard any of this stuff yeah. Or at least about the exploding, exploding Abbey. And like the fact that it's just matter of factly described that he's found in the garden, but he's um, smothered, not exploded. So I know that that last part isn't really a ghost story, but I just think it's um, pretty spooky. Yeah. Ugh. And interesting. Uh-huh. And I also purchased a book on Mary, Queen of Scots, um, which is about how desirable she was. And the reason I bought it is because of the title, which is The Rough Wooing, which is apparently a war that was fought over her. But I just like that oh. it's described as The Rough Wooing. Yeah. So I'll apparently learn a lot more about her. All right. That's all I have to say about my Tudor ghosts. Yeah. As you described the um, yeah Queen Mary of Scots situation, I, I would like to thank the CW... Oh yeah, they have slight, that. It's just slightly accurate about. Slight, yeah, <laughs> slightly accurate. Because I was like, That's "Oh a- my gosh, these things happened in the show. Oh, this is totally true." So um, you're talking about rain, of course. Right? Yes, rain. Yes, rain on um, the CW. I've never it's watched also on Netflix, it, but I feel like I would love it. The first two seasons are fabulous. Okay, amazing the costumes, the music. The sultriness, love it all. After that, it gets a little dry. And what what season is it on now? It's actually, it got canceled after four oh, seasons. okay. Uh, which I'm okay with. Yeah. But the first two seasons, spectacular. Couldn't put it down. And by could, couldn't put it down, couldn't stop watching. <laughs> couldn't, you had to keep telling the uh, your computer that, yes, you were still watching Rain. Yes. Don't yep. judge me, Netflix. God. Right. Yeah. So, super juicy, would highly recommend it. Gets a little, yeah, it gets a little boring, but I think that's because, yeah, she lived for a really long time and yeah. had, was moving around all the time. 
so I'm I'm glad that at least some of it was accurate because I was just like this is just all BS. So whatever. Did somebody get exploded in a garden? No, they don't actually make it that far in her Boo. life. Um, in the show, they only really make it to when she's like coming back to the UK because most of it's in during her time at court in France. Uh, but yeah, thank you. That was I'm actually a little scared now. I I'm gonna admit, well uh, mostly I mean, because. Like, when you were talking, sometimes since we're doing remote right now, it was kind of going, and I was like, oh, God, it's it's possessed. It's ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just probably me banging into my microphone stand or something. Or dropping um, my iPad, which I always do. <laughs> or maybe it's the haunted iPad that lives in the drawer that you're recording yeah. near. I'm actually looking at it right now. It has it's, been charged, but it's on. Oh, my God. It's not on silent. I just put it on silent. <gasps> Paul's he's trying to he's just messing with you at this point yeah hmm. but thankfully it hasn't gone off Good. uh but yeah so for my ghost stories i'm gonna talk about the yeah the cambridge family ghosts uh, i'm so excited to hear about this i yeah. told you i read i read <laughs> like skimmed one article because i wanted to make sure we weren't having overlap but i'm so excited to hear about these yeah, because so when I first started like looking for stories, I was like, you know, I, I mean, it would be ideal to have a story that kind of connects back to, um, you know, Will, Kate, or Harry, or Megan, or something, just because you know they're we try to focus on their lives. They're the a ones lot. that interest us the most. Yes, exactly. But I wasn't finding any, anything at first, and then all of a sudden I ran onto ran into this express. Um, the newspaper, the Expresses, uh, <laughs> uh, had this article with the headline exclusive Baby George and the Ghost in the Royal Garden. Little Prince has a phantom friend. Ooh. <laughs> so I was like, what the, what the hell? Like, what like is Casper the Friendly Ghost is now yeah. living with George? Yeah. So I wanted to find out who, who, yeah, who's, who's, Who's Prince George hanging out with as a baby Prince George? Because this article was published shortly after it was announced that Will and Kate would mostly make Amner Hall their home. Obviously, they've changed since then. Uh, but or were they driven out by a poltergeist? That's that's what I what I'm wondering now. If like the reason why they actually decided to you know take on full on royal duties was yes. because because of this this ghost. Um, this ghost isn't particularly malevolent, but uh, but he does have a pretty tragic past. Um, and <laughs> uh, the story of this ghost is that Amner Hall is actually located on an ancient estate uh, that used to belong to the Walpole family. And uh, in 1558, uh, the Walpole family had a son named Henry Walpole. He grew up to be a Catholic priest, which Oops. in 1558, yeah, super bad choice. Especially in England, where uh, that's that's not cool. They were burnt, you know, previous, you know, maybe 20, 30 years ago, King Henry VIII was burning down monasteries and all that. As, uh, or just you know, like being like, no, I will make this a house for my friend. Right, exactly. <laughs> so uh, so Walpole, he he had decided that he was an ardent Catholic. So he was like, OK, well, I'm going to I'm going to leave the country because I'm going to die if I uh, tried to stay here. So he escaped to Belgium and he worked in Spain for a little bit and worked with the, the army and as, you know, kind of like a chaplain. But he was asked um, by Rome to sneak back into England to evangelize for the Catholic uh, Church. And Rome. Uh, he was, yeah, but he was caught. Uh, yep. 
on his way back. And so uh, from there, he was he was put in jail twice um, in various prisons around England, but ultimately ended up at the Tower of London and charged with being with Catholic priesthood. <laughs> and, yes, uh, yes, that well recognized crime. Indeed, indeed. And uh, for about yeah three years, he was frequently and severely racked. So Ooh. yeah, so mm, no, yeah, not fun. So yeah, when you if you do visit the tower, there is a. I've never gone down to the that part of the tower because I don't like that stuff. But you can look at all of the really awful ways they tortured people at the yeah, tower. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I have seen that, and it's. I mean, you kind of have to dissociate from it. You're like, oh, look, it's a big board with some like, um, like manacles. Oh, you could do. And then you think about it and then you're like, nope, don't want to think about it. Yeah. So no good. So uh, so eventually he did get his trial. So that's nice. Um, And he was sent to York, but uh, he was found guilty of Catholic priesthood since, you know, it's he he was the oath and he knew he wanted to be one and he was. And so he was hanged, drawn and quartered um, Uh. and uh, died in uh, 1595. Uh, but so while he did not die at, at on the Amner estate, he is apparently still walking the grounds. Uh, many of the uh, people who have obviously there's been a lot of families that lived at Amner before uh, Queen Elizabeth gifted Kate and William the estate as a wedding present. Uh, but he is walking the halls, walking in the garden, apparently hanging out with Prince George. The article in question uh, by the Express doesn't even mention how Prince George is even hanging out with him. So it was really just a kind of a misleading title. Uh, yeah. But that's that's okay. I was uh, going to say, do you think that the he's trying to convert Prince George to be Catholic? Yeah. <laughs> he probably is. He's probably like, I can get him young. Mm-hmm. I've got, he's like, what? what future, what's king, my... future king of England. I mean, I could just, I could just blow up everyone's spot right now. Right. After millennia, uh, yeah, <laughs> or not millennia, but like hundreds of years, centuries oh man exactly uh but yeah so although henry did have a uh, unfortunate and he is now saint henry walpole because he was uh, canonized in 1970 and he's now one of the 40 martyrs of england and wales uh what were his what were his miracles do you know that's what i was trying to find out um so sometimes they like I'm Catholic and sometimes I'm a little skeptical about our saints because sometimes they don't even have that really good miracles, but he might've just been because he died for the faith. Oh, sure. Cause it's kind of like, um, like St. Thomas More, you know, it was, you know, he died for the faith essentially. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it's not like, and then their miracles are so just like someone saw, like usually it's like, Oh, I saw him in like, I had an epiphany and he came to me and told me what to do. And so, and it's more diff- like a lot of them until like recently, they're, they're really like, oh, cool. Great. Yeah. It really happened versus like now they have to be more skeptical and do a lot more research since, yeah, you never know. So uh, I'm not actually sure what his miracles are. That's a good question. And uh, I should have known well, that. I was wondering, like, yeah, I don't know. You never know what he might have, might have done. Once I read this story, I was like, okay. Well, that's kind of nice that they don't live there anymore because, I, as I said, I don't ever want to see a ghost, even if this seems like a, fr- a mostly friendly ghost. But then I did some more research and I came across another article <laughs> saying that there are 
apparently three ghosts living in ju- just living in Prince George's nursery at Kensington what? Palace. Yes. Three it, living there? Yeah. And so I was like, what the heck? Like, they can't escape these ghosts. And and so I was like, well, obviously I have to read this now. I want to know who are these three ghosts. Um, and this was the three ghosts are according to Andrew Morton, who was the author of the infamous Diana bio, bi- biography that she um did her like covert interviews with her it was mm-hmm. diana her true story um and he says that yeah there's three ghosts that inhabit the area that are the wing that kate and will live at at kensington palace and uh he said that princess margaret's housekeeper is told that she often sees or would often see a woman in regency dress suddenly appear in front of her and vanish through a wall spooky yeah and so Andrew Morton, after telling the story in the article, was like, so let's hope little Prince George can sleep pin- peacefully at night. Oh, my God. And I was like, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I was don't like, like okay. that. That's right. Like, I know. Uh, I was like, this poor child, like, just, I mean, obviously, like, Will and Harry have obviously grown up in old homes. So it's, like, likely that they're maybe, you know, a little used to seeing this stuff. So, like, for example, like, when uh, they were told about that there was a ghost at Amner, Sir, or St. Henry Walpole, they were just like, whatever. Like, no home's complete without a ghost. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they've... Again, as they- long as this doesn't turn into a poltergeist situation, we, right. there's no problem. We, yeah. won't, we just won't make him mad. You right. Know, we won't talk about Protestants in front of him. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. So at least at Kensington Palace, there the three ghosts are all related. They're all part of descended from King George II, um, who was is known as the last Hanover King. And uh, so he was one of the kings that was um, German, essentially. And uh, he was the last one born, out, last British king born outside of the UK. And in... It, this was around 1760 when uh, all this was happening. Uh, he was not apparently a very, he's kind of a little crazy. He, they don't know for sure, but they think that he definitely died of syphilis uh, because he had many mistresses. And yeah, so he died at Kensington Palace, uh, I think around the age of 70. He was actually at that time the oldest monarch ever in British history. Uh, he died in the bathroom. Because every morning Mm. he would get up at like six in the morning and have his hot chocolate. And then he would retire to his chamber pot. Ew. Yeah. So he died on the toilet. Um. Ew. And uh, kings, they're just like, well, just like Elvis. I don't know. (laughs) I realized Uh. that was a pun after I started it. No, no. (laughs) That was actually pretty good. I, yeah, again, I didn't. I was not clever yeah. enough to think of that before I started just saying it. Yeah, um, oh but uh, King George, in particular, he so at the time he was waiting. He was still really involved in politics in Germany, um, which made him very unpopular with uh, British subjects because they were like, um, "You, you're our king. You shouldn't be." caring what they're doing you're on our side um but he was waiting on some news they're not sure what it was but he was also at this point since he was you know a little loopy and crazy because of the syphilis he kept yelling you know like have they come yet have they come yet asking for you know like when this news was going to come to him so when he died it's a uh, people say that you can hear him 
And when the wind blows, you can hear him yelling that, waiting for that news to come that he never got about what was happening um, in the German uh, territory that he was really interested in. Creepy. That's just one of the ghosts that are apparently just, you know, hanging out in uh, 1A at Kensington Palace. Uh, The second ghost is his wife, Queen Caroline. And so Queen Caroline had a really pretty bad death. Um, So she was pregnant at the time Oof. of her death, and she had an umbilical hernia. No, 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 no. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yep. No thanks. So, so I'm going to describe it now. That's fine. You can describe okay. it. I'm just saying. Yeah. I did yeah. not know what it was, but it's very gross. It's essentially where your intestines come through your belly button. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that sounds awful. And uh, at obviously this was, you know, the late 1700s, so they weren't still quite, you know, adept at uh, uh, what's it called? Surgery or medical yeah. care? Yeah, I mean, uh, not getting everything infected. <laughs> yeah, not uh, just putting a leech on it and hoping it goes away. Right, and so, but she didn't even get that. She literally got no medical care because the doctors and um, the physicians thought it would be improper to, yeah, do that to a royal, especially a woman royal. Oh, God. Um, so uh. they literally let her sit like that for, like, several days. And she survived. And then they were, like, when they couldn't decide what to do, they cut it off. The <gasps> What was coming out of her. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. So Did they at uh, least give her good, like, the good stuff? Like, the drugs and God, stuff? Did they, they give I, her opium? I don't even think so. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. A really, yeah. And so she survived another, I think, another eight days after that. And then, yeah, she died. Uh. Thank I'm going to say this. If somebody did that to me, you bet your ass I would haunt them and that place for the rest of eternity. I'd be like, no. Thinking that like Harry Potter rules are what, what applies here, you know, like where you get to make a choice. I'd be like, no, hell no. I'm going back and haunting the hell out of those people. Oh, yeah. She was operated without anesthetic. Oh, um, no, 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 no. No. Right. Yeah. So no. freaking awful way to die. And um, on her deathbed, so it was uh, King George II came to her because she preceded him. Uh, she told him, like, you can marry again. You can marry again. I want you to. And he replied in French. He just said, no, I'll just have mistresses. <laughs> Even though he already was totally stepping out on her all the time. <laughs> again, that's just another reason why I would haunt all of them until right. they died on the toilet. God. So, yeah, so she's around since she is um, obviously had a very horrific death and lost a child as a result. So she's just hanging out. Hopefully, I hope she's intact. I hope that the the bowels are not out. I hope she looks great. Yeah. And, yeah, the last ghost (laughs) is uh, King George These are all really scary ghosts. I don't like these. I'm these sorry. Are, it was okay, but like I'm just getting, I'm feeling really bad for the, that. This is Cambridge's. like what? Right? Oh. Yeah, George, if you're listening to this, no, stop, turn it off. We don't yes. want you to know. <laughs> I oh, hope okay. that their house has been like blessed by like an like the, an England priest or like the um, somebody's got to have burned some sage in there. They've got to have yeah. at least like one hippie friend from college. Who is like, you know what? I've got it. Yeah. It's under control. <laughs> I've got, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the last one, it kind of reminds me of the story you told me about the, we- the like, spinning the wheel. Because mm-hmm. this is also another creepy story about King George II's great um, granddaughter, Princess Sophia. 
And uh, so she was essentially a recluse. She wasn't really, and it wasn't by choice, I suppose. Um, but she wasn't really allowed to leave the palace at all. Uh, she may or may have not um, had an incestuous relationship with her brother. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. So I was going to at first say, oh, like Princess Jasmine. And then I'm like, nope, flowers in the attic. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, but there are reports that she also may have given birth to an illegitimate child. But no one's not, everyone's not quite sure of that. And so, yeah, she never married. And she literally just sat in Kensington Palace and found solace in her spinning wheel. And uh, eventually she went blind. Uh, but oh now today, this is uh, the spookiest. Yeah, sh- people report they hear the sound of the spinning wheel throughout the palace, where there is no spinning wheel, and uh, that's just her, you know, carrying out her favorite thing to do. Mm, I'm yeah. not a fan of this, right? I know. So, do I you just... think it's just that like spinning wheels are like kind of sinister? Like they have like the Sleeping Beauty. <gasps> yeah, thing. I think so. Because I'm trying to figure out why, and I guess, like, obviously it was a thing people used, specifically women. I don't... I think it's, like, there's, like, the squeaky noise to it, too, like... Yeah. Because there aren't, like, and it, and yeah, it's definitely the Sleeping Beauty thing, and maybe it's even, like, Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, it's, like, it's just, like, a creepy, (laughs) yeah, it's just got a lot of, like, creepiness in it. It's weird. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, I don't... So far, we haven't heard anything if Will and Kate or, you know, Charlotte or Prince George have encountered any of these spirits. But I imagine that, as we talked about before, that I hope that they got somebody to, yeah, like, make sure this house has only got friendly spirits or that the spirits don't scare them. They've called the Ghostbusters. Right. But, I mean, maybe, I don't know, are people really, like, when you grow up in, like, an old house like that, maybe you just, you're just used to it. I grew up in a house from 1970, so I'm pretty sure no one died in my house. My house is from 1945, and I'm afraid that someone has died in it at some point. And I don't want to know, but I haven't seen anybody, but I, I worry about it. I mean, I, I, I can't know. I don't think there's any ghosts. I have not felt a chill, an yeah. unexplained chill in your house, I should say. Uh-huh. That's good. So in either of your, or your the house you grew up in. Yeah. I so, don't know. I always, like... Yeah, it's just, I would, like I said, my, I don't know that I'm, I don't really believe in ghosts, like, honestly, but I do know that I freak myself out constantly. And like, I see, I'll see something out of the corner of my eye and convince myself that it's like my impending doom. Oh, I'm just, I'm more like, I just don't want to, like, I've never seen a ghost, but I just want to believe that people, I don't want to like, not believe them (laughs) when they say they have. Because I'm like, what if one day I see it, then I don't want to be like sitting there going, oh, you're wrong. You just it was just a trick of the light or something like that. Well, so like there are the people who um, like my my mom, my aunt, uh, she'll like take she's one of those people who like they always want to go to like she wants to go on like ghost tours, like in Charleston and Savannah and stuff. And she'll like take pictures and she'll be like, see this orb. There was definitely a ghost. I'm like, or your camera lens had dust on it. You know, like it's it's kind of like, oh, yeah. I don't know. There are the ones that that's definitely clearly explainable. Yeah. You know, because, again, it's, it's clearly dust. You know, I can tell. Um, but, he, I'm, you know, you're, you're right. 
I don't know. Yeah. So, ugh. Yeah. So I'm so Libby's easily startled. Right. Like the one time I went to like a uh, my family vacation and we were in this like old house um, on a tour or something and my dad knows I'm easily startled and he decided that it would be really funny to sneak up behind me and like kneel down and kind of like grab my ankle and I was like 10 and I just like screamed the loudest I've ever screamed because ah, but again it wasn't that I thought it was a ghost I thought somebody was going to murder me even though it was like the middle of the day and there were 20 other people in the room ah I know yeah well now that we've spooked ourselves out I know <laughs> <laughs> At least all of the ghosts we've been talking about are an ocean away. Yep. Stay over there, ghosts. Yeah. But I now mean, it makes me like when I've toured. So I've never been to Hampton Court Palace. But now when I go there, I'm going to be a little scared. But I've been to KP before. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've been to KP too. and like, But I don't know. I mean, I wasn't in obviously William Kate's private apartments. Unfortunately, right. I was not invited there. Yeah. Um, I would still go. Yeah. I'd yeah, probably exactly. get nervous, though. I'd just be like, so how are, like, all your ghosts? Like, yep. that one that, you know, just had its intestines ripped out, you know. Botched medical procedure, mm. whatever. And they'll be like, what? <laughs> yeah, no. So. No thanks. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think that concludes our ghost stories. Our Halloween episode. Yeah. So that's certainly um, just a couple of the stories there are a ton i was surprised like almost yeah i had to limit myself severely i was like okay the tutors and there were far more than what i talked about right and yeah like every castle has yeah it's ghosts and yeah there's yeah there's just so much old stuff so one day america will have just as many ghosts if they don't already have, you know. Oh, true. There's like Indian burial mounds or Native American. Well, right. I mean, mounds. again, speaking of the movie Poltergeist. Yeah. That's one thing you really don't want to do is build your house atop, you know, an ancient Indian burial ground that has been disturbed because that's just going to spell bad news. I don't know. <sighs> nope, nope, no. I. Yep. So, yeah, this is why we don't talk about scary things and we mostly focus on dogs and royals. Right. The happy things in life. Yeah, because I think, I don't know, I'm, I've never been a fan of scary movies, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, um, we're talking about, like, what Halloween movies are good. And I was like, well, I don't have any scary movie. Like, I don't like scary movies. Like, the scariest movie I like is, like, Shaun of the Dead, which is a comedy. Right. And even then, I'm like, no, I don't like these certain parts of it. Um, yeah. Like, I think Casper the Friendly Ghost is too scary. Oh, I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen that movie because oh, I probably thought God. it was too scary. Well, I was totally terrified of it as a kid, and it's scary for a kid. Uh, I did just watch... Very uh, cute. Go ahead. Sorry. It is very cute at the end. Yeah. Whatever happened to Devin Sawa? Yeah, exactly. Didn't you have a blog? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it still exist. Is it still on the internet? No. I... It's really disappointing that... So it was my MySpace that I used to publish. Um, Where are they now? Mm-hmm. Because I would always talk about, like, late, early to late 90s hotties and where yeah. they went, like, yep, yeah, it was Devin Sawa. It was, like, it was Andrew Keegan. important reporting. Yeah. And I deleted my MySpace when I was in college, which is a mistake <sighs> because there was such good stuff. I still have my blog, though, good. from high school. Keep that. Or at least take screenshots yeah. of it. Yeah. I have a password like a protected. And, yeah, good, I, good. I, recent, and I recently looked at it and I was like, this is amazing. I... I'm so happy that I kept this blog. Because it, it is. I, rem- I just I I remember certain things from yeah. it. And it's just <laughs> very good. 
So. Well, the movie that I watched recently, um, ABC Family, or now known as Freeform, they have like a bunch of Halloween movies on. So Hocus Pocus was on last night. And I'm watching it. And my husband's like, they really talk about like, they keep talking about how he's a virgin. Like, this is weird for a kid's movie. Because, like, that's the whole plot point, you know, is that a candle has to be lit by a virgin. So I was on IMDb Trivia, which I always am when I'm watching a movie I haven't seen in forever. And it's, like, the first Disney movie that talks about being a virgin. And I was like, <laughs> oh, good. Good. That's a fun fact. Good trivia. But Great. That movie... Is another one I think that I never watched when I was a kid because I actually thought I was like really scared by it. Which, yeah, you know, it's not really that objectively scary now. It's not. Um, but I was scared of that one too because of yeah, the guy who comes out of the ground. Yep, yep, zombie. Yeah, not a fan and of then, him. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Double Double Toil and Trouble with Mary Kate oh, yeah. and Ashley Olsen. Oh, terrifying. Yeah, I got really scared at that part because I didn't like it because they had to go. The the good sister got sucked into the mirror, Caitlin. Sorry, spoiler alert, guys. Yeah. She gets out. I was always like, I don't know. And that's why I still to this day, if I'm watching any kind of movie or TV show that like I'm going to be surprised, I I know exactly what's going to happen. in it. I read the Wikipedia or the IMDb or whatever. So I don't get surprised by the plot because sometimes just random scary things happen in movies and you're not expecting it. It's like why when I watch Game of Thrones with my husband, I've read the books. And so, I mean, it doesn't work anymore, but I would be like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. And then because I knew somebody was going to get like beheaded because I knew it was going to happen. And then you did, he'd just be like, why? Why do you do this to me? <laughs> so you're like, oh, you want me to pause it? And I'm like, no, that's okay. You can just keep watching. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then somebody gets murdered. Ugh. So, yeah, I don't think I'll be watching any spooky movies this year because I'm a wimp. Yeah. you. Let's watch Rain instead. Okay. That that works. That's on topic and good. Perfect. So if you guys uh, have any thoughts on the television show Rain, um, you can contact <laughs> us at americondreams at gmail.com. <laughs> if you want to talk to us about our podcast as well, that's also a good option. Um, we are available on Facebook and Instagram at Americron Dreams. And we are also on Twitter at Americron Dream. And, you know, rate and uh, review us on Apple Podcasts or, you know, whatever. I finally upgraded to the iOS 11 podcast. The podcast app is weird, but I think it is easier to rate and review. So it is. Yeah. And I would highly recommend it. Yeah. And thank you to everyone who did rate and review us because now we officially have a rating on our page Yay. so that's exciting five stars everybody oh my gosh we're so Look great at us. thank you right. thank you for recognizing greatness yes oh i'm so excited so moving on up in the world i know for sure first first stop five star review next up i don't know sold out tour yeah and <laughs> i don't know what else so yeah, next week hopefully we will we'll, we'll give you update on some of the things that we've heard about today. Hopefully we'll have another surprise Kate appearance somewhere that to talk about. Bye. Bye. Bye.